I don't know why this is so hard for me. I have wanted this for so long. And because it's taken me such a long time to get here and so much personal work and so many other pieces that have been a part of basically what I'm doing today. And well, (laughs) what I'm doing is Tender Notes with Miss Savage. Put simply, it's just a collection of ideas, uh, experiences, memories that um, have to do with growth and development and fuck-ups. And (laughs) I wanted to put it all together and do a monthly podcast. So we're just going to talk about a bunch of shit that I'm drinking or, um, things that I'm thinking. Um, I have a lot of tools in my pocket that I want to share with you guys that have to do with the bartending industry, with, um, mental health, physical health. Uh, all, I mean, I'm far from perfect. Um, but I show up with a big ass smile and I make shit happen. And I'm ready to share that with everybody. And I do want to make sure that I point out that at the end of every episode, um, other than the question I'll leave you guys to ponder, um, we will get there. I want to highlight two industry people, um, or just people in general that have inspired me And I'll share a short story about how they've affected me in a positive way. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was the obvious. Fuck 2020. It's been harder on... Well, it's been hard for everybody. There's no way to say that anybody has had it easier than the other person because God only gives us what we can, we are capable of taking care of. And I learned that when I was very, very young. Um, yay. Our first stumble with my dog barking. (laughs) Um, okay. So, uh, yes, fuck 2020 as we were saying. Um, but honestly I have this, like, I've always, I don't know how you would explain this, but like, it's like a weird feeling that's almost morbid inside that like when things are hard for me, I want to show up at least appearing super strong. Um, When I was younger, it was appearing. Now I am. I feel stronger like to a a core place inside of me. And it just comes with this momentum. It's almost unhealthy in a sense where it's like I want to do anything to appear a certain kind of way and mostly the worst thing that I do is I use up my own time energy um time and energy (laughs) and like that's the most valuable thing that any of us have is our time and our energy and I just I didn't realize until this year how hard I've been pushing myself like 
I am super proud of everything that I have accomplished and been through in the last 10 years. I have experienced some incredible things. I have met some incredible people. I've had some beautiful relationships. And along the way, I've grown to understand myself. But there was something missing. And it was actually, as you listen to a podcast and, you know, fill your ears, it was actually silence that was missing. And that's because it's incredibly difficult for me to be silent with my thoughts. They make me uncomfortable. They are usually very self-degrading thoughts that have to do with shame, that have to do with guilt. The, the focus, it, it, you wouldn't think that that was what was on my mind, but I, it was, I was twisted in a way that I was like, I, I am living my best life. I, I am having a great time, but you know, I'm always trying to run from this underlying demon. And as long as there was noise and people like to hang out, I could get to hang out with and bodies I could use to distract myself with and everything in between, um, I was going to keep going. And it literally took a pandemic to get me to slow down and give me an opportunity to hear myself. And I was so uncomfortable and afraid with that. And I still tried to stick to that person that I've been in the last 10 years. And it was just coming to the end of the road. Like, you know, when you're really ready to change, you know, I like to use physical aspects because you can see it as examples. So like, imagine you're just at a point with something about your appearance or a lifestyle or something that you're just so sick of. You're so tired of feeling tired and tired of feeling sick. And, um, and you make the decision to, to do what you need to do to stop being there. Well, I had to make that decision this year. And I could have stayed the person that I was before, but I would have been really tired in a few years and probably felt a little more lost and a little bit more confused because as we mature, we tend to do things like freak out about numbers, you know, it's been this many months and weeks and, you know, I think that those numbers are only valuable if you're using them for something positive. For example, I have been working out with my personal trainer for 11 weeks uh, this week. and Or this, yeah, this week. And um, she's been amazing. And I love that we're around the same age because we're both seeing a life of a of a young woman from two very different perspectives and but we both have similar priorities and goals and I'm just I feel like a badass when I'm around her and I really appreciate the time that she takes to 
teach me how to love my body in a new way and strengthen it, of course. Um, so thank you, Allie. I appreciate you so much. And like I said, I'm not going anywhere. Um, it's 100% worth investing in your health. Alongside of that, um, another positive number is uh, August, September, October, November, December. I've been seeing my therapist for about five months, uh, maybe four, depending on what day I started. It was a little foggy back then. I was still kind of in a haze about things that were going on in my life. And I just, I knew it was time to start talking to somebody. And I don't even know what I want to say sometimes. And I just, I feel pretty blessed after every interaction because, um, A, I found an amazing therapist who cares about me and I can tell that she does and um, she gives me the tools that I am looking for and I think it's really hard to find a relationship like that I know people who search for a really long time and I got super lucky but I also did a lot of manifesting which I will always talk about so um, if you're not into woo-woo stuff well I don't usually get that far but if you don't if you're not into that kind of stuff um, you won't be into my kind of stuff because I have manifested so many crazy things in my life. And yes, I put in the hard work and yes, I put in the, the time and things like that. But, um, when you envision things and when you take, when you actually like use your energy, very purposeful, you can get whatever you want. And it's really, really scary. Well, almost whatever you want. You know, there's always that like, sometimes it gets twisted where it's not meant for you, but something better comes along and you can always see it. Well, most of the time you see it. You're like, oh, that's why I didn't get that job. Or, oh, that's why we broke up. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's my rambling for today. Um, maybe we'll see. I'll probably ramble a little bit more. Anyways, I use this year to get quiet and get to know myself and yeah it was fucking hard and it's still fucking hard and I'm so uncomfortable all the time more uncomfortable than I've ever been in my life including right now I'm only doing this because I told so many people about it and I just have to make it happen but I really wanted it I really want this I really want to grow this community. I don't even know how I've gotten here, honestly. Like, as far as my community, and you know who you are. My gang, my group, my angels. Like, I can't fathom. There, if once you join my circle, which is a very open, loving, exciting, silly unconditionally loved place to be. I really try to create that around me. And I do a little bit of shit talking here and there, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's a place that I, I want to curate more of. And um, one of my favorite things to say is create joy. What I mean by create is how can I use my hands my voice, my heart, my mind, my soul right now in this moment to create a joyful space around me. And I don't always think like that. It's very difficult, but that is what I am here. That's what I am meant to do. 
whether I'm behind a bar, behind a camera, in front of the camera, speaking through um, AirPods or whatever you're listening on, you know, I want to create joy. I want to have done that in the world, small scale, big scale, whatever, whatever the universe insists on. And on that note, okay, so tender notes. What does tender notes literally mean? Well, I am a bartender. I um, love working with craft cocktails. Um, Some people call me a mixologist, and there's a lot of controversy in that, and I love it. But uh, I do like mixology, and I love nerding out. Um, I love everything that has to do with bartending from the bar mats and the drains to the clear ice and amazing spirits um as i will share with you in a little bit i do have a spirit here that i discovered this month and um she's pretty tasty so yeah we'll get there um so yeah um what am i saying And I just learned this year, like, let's just be, let's be so easy on ourselves. Like, let's just take a nap and, you know, feed ourselves well. And I don't know, just if you need the day off, take the day off. If you have a spontaneous feeling that you need something, just, just go for it. You know, like it's okay. As long as what you're pursuing doesn't you know your future self is is going to be proud of it. And I know that's a lot to ask for, but it's like, yeah, girl, you did a good job. You you enjoy that donut. Like, doesn't even matter if, you know, what's going on. But sometimes you just, you got to fucking eat that donut, dude. <sighs> so be tender with your heart. Be tender with your mind. You know, be tender with your soul. Be tender with other people. Ooh. That has been a rough one for me this year. Oh my goodness. Um, let's take it easy on each other. Um, and then notes. So um, I originally wanted to call this podcast Shift Notes, but I felt like that was too industry focused. And that's not a bad thing, but I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. And I kind of want to leave it open to anybody who wants to participate. And I don't know. I think tender notes has a little bit more oomph to it anyways. The idea behind the notes part is that um, I have been inspired and the universe has been begging me to write. And it's been driving me nuts because literally I'll be listening to a podcast or something and it'll be like, don't forget to journal today. Like the podcaster will be like saying stuff like that. And people like it's almost eerie like how often I hear it and you know, some days I don't feel like doing it, but I, but I actually have this weird, really weird, concise way of like taking notes for myself. But what I want to do is like, make sure like go over like the last month of, um, the highs, the lows and kind of like reconvene. And, um, I'll basically kind of share some stuff that's been going on and maybe you guys can learn something about yourself or, um, you kind of like have that like your weird eerie moment where I can share something with you that is just right. So yeah, um, this is going to be a 
professional and personal podcast. And I'm so glad that I'm a bartender slash photographer slash entrepreneur or whatever you want to label me as today because we can cuss. We can do whatever we want. So um, <clears throat> oh, I think I need some whiskey to clear my throat. Excuse me. <clears> throat> She's just so beautiful. Okay, that feels better. All right, let's see. So these are some of my notes. Oh my God. And by the way, this piece of paper has donuts on it. It's too much. It's just too much. Okay. Why don't we, why don't we just uh, touch on something light? <laughs> by light, I mean actually the heaviest. This year, I also hit my rock bottom. And I don't even need to tell you what that was or what it looks like. But I am so, so, so grateful that it happened. Because I woke up one morning and I knew I had to decide who I was. And for anybody who's ever done that, not just be comfortable in your own skin, not just say like, this is my personality, but like I decided who Ava was, what her path was, and everything else was let go. And honestly, if I hadn't started going to my therapist and I hadn't started working out with Allie, I would probably be doing the same stuff that I did that led me to the rock bottom. Yeah. Um, because that's what we do. We, we only know our coping mechanisms and we only know our, the way that we, we survive. Like if, if it's working, we just keep doing it. And it's really easy to use substances, people, um, work, um, to distract you and keep you, you know, from what you really, really want and whatever that is, it could be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be like, you could literally be throwing yourself so much into work that you're not actually realizing that there's a beautiful job opportunity there for you. So I basically, everything fell together because I had the space to A, recognize that I had hit rock bottom. Um, and um, I had a choice to make. I decided that I wanted to be healthy 100%. Like, and I'm not saying that like in a simple way, but like in a very complicated, very deep spiritual way. And it's going to take me a long time to become the person that I see, like the, the incredible, glowing, at-peace woman. She's there. <laughs> She's there. I can see her. But there's a lot further that we have to go before we can reach her. And that's okay. Because at least now, 
I'm in the driver's seat and I have control as much control as you can have, you know, when, when life is like this. So if you've never hit rock bottom, I mean, dude, it hurts. It hurts really bad, but it, if you're willing to use it to get to the next place, to see what it is that you really want, to create a life, the life of your dreams, then piece of cake, dude. Yeah, not really, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, um, I definitely recommend, uh, reaching out if you're feeling lost. Um, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Um, me, I needed accountability with a trainer and accountability with a therapist and I'm loving it and it's working for me. And, um, I talk to my therapist once a week right now and sometimes we talk, I mean, we talk about all kinds of things. It's pretty funny. Like I, I wasn't sure what I'm supposed to talk about, but, um, it doesn't really matter, you know, just guess whatever's going on in, in my head. And, um, and she kind of helps me pick it apart and put it back together or whatever I feel like doing that day. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty significant. I definitely recommend that. Uh, are you guys enjoying this so far? We're about halfway through the show and I've babbled on long enough. So I think I'm going to hit another topic. Okay. So why don't we just jump into the booze? I know you guys are all interested in that. Okay. So what I have here is a fantastic scotch. Aberlor. I get nervous. Sorry. Aberlor. Um, I'm not sorry, by the way. I just have a stupid habit. <laughs> oh my God, I did it again. Okay, whatever. What we have here is a lovely spirit from Avalor. Um, this is a space side, yeah, space side uh, Highland single malt scotch whiskey. Abunda is what this one is referenced as. And the reason why I got this was because I was joining some of my um, family members, friends, family members, for a Christmas party. And um, the boys all love scotch. And um, of course, me being me, I just have to bring something to try to impress them because I love scotch. And, you know, I already know that they have a beautiful collection. So... Uh, it's funny. I always offer scotch to the ladies and usually there's one who accepts and tries it, but she's pregnant this year. Congratulations to Loris. Um, so she did not get to do anything except for smell it. Uh, so yes, this Aberlore is fabulous. Um, I went to Total Wine and cause that's what I had the time to do. Otherwise I would have gone to High Times. High Times is the shit as we all know in Orange County. Um, and probably in other counties, honestly, if you don't have something like that in your county, I would definitely drive out for that. Um, and I looked, uh, for, I was specifically looking for one, um, scotch that is 
aged in a sherry cask, but um, they didn't have it. And the same brand didn't have all of the other uh, scotches that I like as well. So I was, it was kind of meant to be that I was supposed to get something new. Um, I found this big old white haired uh, gentleman who I walked up and I was like, excuse me, as he's organizing the bourbons. I'm like, may I speak to somebody who knows about scotch? And he was like pointing at himself. And um, I was like, fabulous. I have some questions. So I went over and I was like, I was looking specifically for this, but you don't have that or this or this. So if I want to get a scotch that was... um, matured in like a sherry cask where what would you recommend this guy moves so quickly he reached for this one and he said that this is his go-to and he was I was like dude he tried to like explain it to me a little bit and then was about to recommend something else and I was like no 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 when you reach for something that fast and you know what you're talking about it's that's the one don't even worry um, but he did t- mention some other scotches that are really fabulous too. So I can't wait to go back and try them back. I mean, try them also. Um, his name was Bob. I can't wait to thank Bob for his uh, recommendation because honestly, this is so delicious. Um, so it says it's matured in a Spanish Olorosco sherry butt. Um, okay. I don't know how to word this. I'm a little... Mm, I was misinformed about what sherry butts were. And then I shared that misinformation with a couple people, like two people. And I'm going to correct this mistake when I get the opportunity. But I had to learn and relearn what sherry butts were. And what I understand now is, for all you booze nerds out there, is uh, that a sherry butt is a type of cask. And also, not all sherry butts have been aged with real sherry, more like a wine that is like sherry. This is just from an article, what is it, online. Oh, Difford's Guide, which is actually pretty informational. Um, But yeah, so misinformation out there, sorry, but at least I'm here to fix it, I guess. Okay, Avalor. Wow. See, we like uh, rambling. Anyways, um, it is 59.9%. So it is very spicy. And if you know me, you know I love spicy whiskey. Mm. Obviously, it's hot. When you drink it, you get the heat. Whatever. That's part of the experience because it's a higher ABV, right? But it is actually very spicy. Lots of natural like spices in there you know cinnamon clove things like that Uh, and they're made a little bit more obvious because of the higher abv um the other thing that i noticed um was like dark berries and um uh dried fruit that's the finish on it which i think i like dried fruit flavors in wines and whiskeys and stuff like that more than I actually like dried fruit I'll eat it not necessarily looking for it you just most of the time 
Um, except for dates. I love dates. Um, oh, by the way, I've been making um, bacon wrap dates at home with an air fryer. It's a very good idea. Okay, so you take a sip of this. Oh, so hot. Mm. I wish it was a little more round, but it is straight alcohol. So it's kind of not something that you find, excuse me, <clears throat> unless you mix it with something else. Badass, badass scotch, by the way. I believe it was about 90 bucks, probably closer to 100 with tax. And um, my friends were all very impressed and they liked it. The guy who hosted the party, of course, knew which one it was and he had already had it before, but he wasn't not going to drink it, right? So yeah, um, this is fabulous. Um, I did take some notes. There was a really awesome about four minute video um, on Avalor. If you type in um, Avalor Distillery on Google, it's like the first video that pops up. It's really informational, and um, that's where I took a lot of my notes from because obviously the distillery is probably going to have the best information. We're just going to keep it concise, right? Let's see. Um, abonda mean, is a Gaelic for of the origin. Pretty interesting. Of the origin. Okay. Um, cask strength. Um, little... Uh, what is that? What's the word? Little, oh, I'm getting drunk. <laughs> Not really. Um, takes a lot more whiskey than that to get me drunk. Um, cast strength is means um, without the addition of water. So when spirits are taken out of the cast specifically, this happens a lot with whiskey, of course, they add water to it to bring the ABV down um, and make it more approachable for most people. But we like it spicy, right? So casting is the perfect way to go if you like boozy stuff, if you like that hot, if you like that burn. Cast strength whiskeys is what you're looking for. It is a beautiful color. It really is. Um, when I poured it in some beautiful light, I know, I'm so weird. Um, I poured it in some nice natural lighting. I was just in awe with like the beautiful amber color, colors. So very nice. Yeah, I wrote a uh, creamy body, robust yet smooth, warm citrus. Yes, I see that. I do see that. Past Ava was correct. Um, let's see. Oh, so with scotches as well, and uh, you can add water to open up the aromas. Um, I haven't tried that yet. I think I did put it over ice. No, I haven't done that yet either, which I just got my order of clear ice. Oh, I love it. I order from uh, Casa de Yellow right now. Yellow? Yellow. That sounded so weird for me. It's a new Mexican-owned company in LA, uh, owned by my friend Hector. And um, I'm not sure if he has a partner, so we need to figure that out. But um, fabulous little company that takes very good care of me and my cocktails. Let's see. Um... Avalor is a pioneer of sherry-matured whiskeys. As you can see, or here. Um, it's the ultimate cult whiskey. I mean, that's them saying it, so 
you can make that decision yourself. Inspiring to all who taste it. And with that note, I feel inspired. The reason why I'm slowing down is because I'm not sure how I'm going to explain this, but I'm going to try to explain it concisely because I feel like I... I don't want to get emotional, too emotional at least. Um, This week, I mean this month, I want to thank two people in our industry for sharing their vulnerability, their stories, and their um, gifts with us, their talents and their passions. Um, The first one is Leslie. She is the owner of... Miss Mini Donuts, a small business that I like to um, support. I love to get their donuts for my friends, and I love donuts, so I sneak a couple for myself. And she's also a restaurant owner as well. She owns a couple different, a uh, part owner of, um, uh, in a couple different states. But um, I stumbled across her a long time ago, and you know, sometimes you start following somebody, or you know, become a friend with them, and. You don't really know them, but you kind of are watching their story unfold. And what I've seen the last couple of years is some very, very beautiful growth, very inspiring growth from a woman who is not only fighting the world, but fighting herself. And she's so transparent about the struggles that she goes through um, mentally is... I don't, I don't want to share her story too much because it's her story to share, but she's very open about it. So I, I would appreciate you guys to check out Miss Meanie Donuts. Um, and if you go to their website, they have an about me on there or an about the company. And it actually has a part of Leslie's story on there and why this company is so significant to her. She puts a lot of love and attention into her products and her company. And she is so good to her um, clients. And I'm very impressed and amazed. And I just want to thank you, Leslie, for for going every day, for just moving, for creating, and for being a badass woman. Badass boss bitch. That's what she is. She really is. Miss Boss Cat. Um, I'll put all of the tags for everything, of course, in the notes. Um, the second person I want to thank is, uh, Josue Romero Castillo. I think that's his last name. Um, I kind of saw it around on the internet, but Jose, Josue Romero, I get nervous and I trip over my words and I don't know why I'm so nervous to talk about him, but I am. Um, he is also known as the garnish guy on Instagram. He is somebody that I've followed for a long time because I was so in love with his garnishes. And then one day I realized I hate stupid garnishes. I hate all of that flamboyant stuff that like bumps into your mouth. And if it doesn't do anything to benefit the cocktail, I really don't like it there. But this is a visual world and we have to um, appease the guests in that way if we must. No, it's fine. Then at least make the garnish useful, like a beautiful mint bouquet or nutmeg or a peel. Those all make sense. But some other things people put on drinks are just like too much. 
Now, of course, they're adorable in the right environment, but like, I think a lot of people don't know what, they don't really have clear intentions, so they just kind of, their drink looks messy. I'm, I am being judgy right now. Kind of. I mean, that's just my opinion, I guess. But he did, he did something much more creative with garnishes. He told a story with his drinks and they weren't by any means like gaudy and flamboyant and ridiculous. They were very thoughtfully done. And his cocktails on top of that were all stunning. And I never had a chance to try one, but not only did he create beautiful cocktails, but he created a beautiful community around him. But he was always, he was always somebody I looked up to in, in the sense of like community and thoughtfulness. Um, and he was silly too. I, and I really appreciate silly people because it's hard. It's a hard life. (laughs) You need to be able to smile and you need to be able to be silly. Um, and this week he died. Um, I don't know why it's so hard for me. It's really, really hard. Um, And it's funny because I look up to him now more than I did before. And I have no idea what happened. I even looked him up in the news to see if I could find anything. Just because for my own satisfaction to understand a little bit better like what's going on. Um, I was stuck on this for like two or three hours. And then I just saw a pouring of the people who loved him and who actually got to spend time with him. And they're so sad and they're so hurt. And they all said the same thing as I felt. And I couldn't believe that without knowing me, without ever getting to meet me, like we crossed paths once and I didn't, I was too shy to say something and I just let, I just let him go. (laughs) You know, he was very handsome also, by the way. Um, They all said the same thing about his heart, his thoughtfulness. And I just, I want him to know that this episode is dedicated to him because I was ready to do this. The hour before I found out he passed away, I was ready. I told myself this is going to happen. It was the first time I felt like that. And then I saw that and I just was like, why? 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 But one of the questions that really struck me that I asked myself was, did he die complete or incomplete? And I will never know, and I'm okay with that. But if I were to die, would I feel complete or incomplete? I hope that he felt complete because he brought a lot of joy, not just to the world, but to his community, to me. So those are the two inspirational beings that I had to give thanks to this week. Um, it was hard to pick two, those two, but obvious for obvious reasons, you know, that's that's what 
I felt I felt needed to be said. <laughs> okay. Whew. Anyways. Um, okay. Last but not least, I bought this. Like I need more, you know, more things to do. Um, from the brand We're Not Really Strangers. If you guys remember back in, I think it was July, um, I did a 10-day series and I answered um, 10 questions from, I think it was the connection part of the We're Not Really Strangers game. It comes in a red box. It's an amazing game. I wish I had somebody to play with, like somebody just random, but it's a very intense game because it requires you to be so transparent. Um, I have played with like my roommate, uh, my best friend, Ashley, but like, and a couple other people, but it'd be intriguing to play with like a stranger. I've always thought that. I don't know why. So anyways, um, this is the self-reflection um, expansion pack. How did they know I wanted this and needed this? Because I was like kind of going to consider ending my podcast using those other cards, but just not the ones that I've done before. By the way, if you want to see those 10 videos, they're pretty cool. cool. Um, I basically pull a card and then answer the card Um the question in a video I mean it's intriguing because uh, it's because it's left at random um, kind of forces your mind to go to a place that you wouldn't expect it's, it's very uh, jarring but in a fun way I hope this is the self-reflection edition this is super exciting I read one of the cards and I was like oh my god I'm gonna cry it's pretty awesome and then this one I happened to buy like a uh, I don't know, something special, but this one came with a journal, a self-reflection journal, get to know yourself on a deeper level. Ta-da! Um, it's pretty cute. How well do you feel you know yourself on a scale from one to 10? Ugh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like every time you learn something about yourself, there's two more things to learn comes with little directions and it also came with this nice little pen which I'm not going to take to work because my coworkers are going to steal it but uh yeah it says we're not really strangers okay all right here we go guys this is it I hope I hit everything in my podcast that I wanted to hit and I'm so thankful that you guys are here to participate with me let me know what you think and um I will be starting a patreon um, account as well. So if you want to leave a little money in the tip jar or, um, support the podcast, um, for me to basically invest in more products and, um, things to share with you guys. Self-reflection edition. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> when do I feel most helpful to others? When do I feel the most helpful to others? Well, I feel the most helpful to others when I'm uh, being vulnerable. I'm so weird and complex. But honestly, like, sometimes I'm just really vulnerable with people, whether it's at work or in this manner. Um, and I see the wheels in their brain turning and I can tell that they're attentively listening and looking and wondering and that wonder 
gets me like excited because when you can make somebody question themselves or just question the world like in in a in a productive way like that's pretty fun or or introduce them to something new um i love helping guests at work like um in any capacity like we don't realize how like just going out for lunch or dinner sometimes is like this whole beautiful event and contribution to like our experiences of life because like you know, we meet new people and we taste new things and we laugh and we cry. And yeah, it's, uh, that's one of my favorite. Um, that's why I love being a bartender. I love tending bar and I love getting to have these incredible conversations with people. Um, so yeah. When do you feel the most helpful to others? Let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear when it is that you feel the most helpful to others. And um, again, I just wanted to thank you guys. This is it. This is all I have for you today. Um, but with this journal and with my tools and my priorities, I'm very excited for what's going to happen in the next month so that I can bring you another fabulous episode of Tender Notes with Miss Savage.